Girl, give me the raw spiel. Give me the spiel raw. Hello, guys. This is Jazzy Jazz in the house and Nessa Ness in the house. <laughs> and we welcome you to our podcast number two. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> we are the raw spiel. And um, we thank you for joining us on our second adventure. Um, we have a very, very uh, good second discussion for you guys today. And um, it kind of just goes into the first one. Um, as we mentioned before, we're starting with our mental health series. So today we have a very deep and important subject to share with y'all. Mm-hmm. Coming in hot. <laughs> Coming hot and ready. <laughs> yeah. uh, Just jumping right into the deep stuff. <laughs> Episode two, we're like depression. <laughs> <laughs> we had to hand it to you guys how we uh, stay sane through the pandemic. And now we got to talk about the issues that come from the pandemic and <laughs> yeah. other things that we face in life. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, before we really, really get into it, I got a little joke, (laughs) which I was telling uh, Ness that, um, you know, I think it would be cool if we incorporated some jokes or quotes or facts, uh, which we didn't do last time, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) We'll start now. Um, But okay, so the the joke of the day, Um, knock, knock. (laughs) Who's there? Ice cream. <laughs> Ice cream who? I scream if you don't let me in. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, you're a hoot. Uh, okay. But all right. So now that we're we're done with all the laughter, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's just get right into this. Um, um, okay. Uh, a lot of us suffer. Um, from mental health issues and I feel as I mean I'm sure you know Ness there's just a huge mental uh, health stigma around people who have disorders you know and people you know constantly will say things like oh if they go to therapy they're crazy if they take medication they're crazy you know if they're having these episodes of whatever they're crazy Um, but yeah so Something that um, I'm all (laughs) something that my teacher actually said is um, why do people say, you know, oh, man up or toughen up if you're feeling sad or you're feeling depressed. Um, But then, like, let's say they broke their leg. They're not going to be like, man up, tough it out. You know what I mean? So it's like it's a condition regardless. Does that make sense? I don't know if I explained that well, but I tried. I tried to regurgitate what the teacher said. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And I think it's one of those things where a lot of people choose what fits as traumatic or they Mm -hmm. choose what fits as crazy or not crazy, you know. Um, And a lot of people think like depression, anxiety or different disorders are able to be controlled. And if that was the case, I don't think anyone in their right mind would be like, I don't want to be here anymore, you know, or I want to suffer and worry about everything. Like, who wants to do that? You know, obviously, if we could control it, I'm pretty sure every single individual suffering from those things would choose not to suffer, you know. So um, with that being said, I think there's just a lot of work that has to be done in bringing the awareness um, that it's okay not to be okay, you know. 
So, yeah. Um, But to jump right into it, since we're talking about depression, just to go a little uh, into it as far as my own experience, I'll get deeper into that. But um, I've been diagnosed with postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, and OCD. Um, And, oh, there was one more thing. I don't remember what it was. (laughs) But, (laughs) But I know that before postpartum anything I've always had different types of depression on and off throughout my life so that wasn't like my first obviously experience of depression and anxiety I would say before having Zelda it was there but it wasn't like how it is now you know my anxiety now is I can't even compare that to how it was back then it was totally it's a totally different thing you know um and then OCD I've always had as well so um to go deeper into that, uh, I was looking into different types of depression. And of course, it's like, this is just a few of them. This won't even cover the basis of every type of depression because there's so many out there. But these were just ones that I found interesting and ones that I feel like I experienced. So, yes. I think it's good to mention really quickly that... um just for the record, like, we're not professionals or anything. I don't want anybody to, you know, how we got to put out the disclaimer. Um, (laughs) We did, you know, our own personal research. And we're just, once again, this, we're we're here to shoot the shit. We're here to talk about topics that not many people talk about. Um, So don't, like, don't take everything we say as, like, the truth and nothing but the truth. And it's the holy grail. (laughs) Because I don't know, I'm worried about that. I, I feel like, if I say something like I don't want someone to think that I'm trying to mislead them, you know what I mean? I'm not saying you because you do really good research. You were like, you were like on it, but I'm just saying, and, you know, personal experiences. It's like, you know, we're allowed to talk on things. I don't know why I feel like we're not allowed to talk on things. And I'm going to shut up and let you talk. Go ahead and go. <laughs> well, no, to go along with that also, um, I guess just as a trigger warning, we are talking about depression. So if you feel at any point like this is too heavy of a topic, you know, feel free to, you know, browse through any other discussions that we have. But we just feel like, um, of course, we're going to keep it light. We're not going to go too much into too much of the darkness of it. But it is a reality that I feel like we need to bring light to. But once again, this may be a trigger for you. So if it is, um, you definitely don't have to listen, um, you know. And yeah, so just remember, this is heavy stuff, um, but it is very real and it's it's very on and happening for so many people. So we'll be going over um, just like the different types and I'm going over it pretty briefly. So um, just the ones that kind of drew my eye and also ones that I feel like I have gone through personally, um, but just a few of the names are Major Depression persistent depression, manic depression, depressive psychosis, perinatal depressive, postpartum depression, seasonal depression, and situational depression. Um, So to touch more basis, major depression is the most common one. It affects 16.2 million people. um, And it's also common when people have major depression to go through depressive psychosis. So depressive psychosis is basically where you hear things that aren't necessarily there or you may see things. It's kind of like, I guess, hallucinations. Um, And also persistent depression um, is pretty much where you experience depression for two or more years, which I thought was interesting, though, because 
I thought like, what if you do have, you know, these depressive episodes where like, let's say you're depressed for five months, but then you're doing okay. And then what if within that same year, you're depressed for like another three months, but what if it's not all consistent, but you're still depressed to within a time that's, that's considered to be like two years, you know? Um, Yeah, that's, that's a tricky situation uh, because human beings are, we're all very unique and I feel like emotions are a bit of a roller coaster, but I feel like when you keep hitting that same depressing, depressive state, I would count it personally. That's just my idea of that. Once again, I'm not a professional. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, As we mentioned, we're definitely just giving you the knowledge that we have, but no professionals here. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, and then so manic depression is uh, commonly also known as bipolar disorder. Um, And to for manic depression, I mean, or bipolar disorder, um, I was reading into that and I've just heard multiple things where pretty much you have these episodes where um, you can go from like super happy and then it ties in with like depressive episodes and also I guess people who are in like those manic states, sometimes they do, I guess, what would be considered to be like irrational things or impulsive things. So they'll want to like give someone all their money or get rid of a car or just do things, I guess, that would be considered to be impulsive. Um, And then postpartum, well, perinatal depressive. It says perinatal depressive, but I wonder if it's perinatal depression. Well, whatever. (laughs) Uh, that's when you're pregnant and then postpartum depression is after um and from what I have experienced I had postpartum depression but I guess to be considered um in having postpartum depression it typically happens from week two to four and I guess baby blues are more common and that happens from like right after birth to the first two weeks and they differ from different symptoms and emotions but when you have baby blues I guess a lot of women typically experience that but postpartum depression is a lot deeper um and then there's seasonal and situational depression so seasonal as that sounds as it sounds it's like basically I guess um when different seasons hit uh typically winter when that hits a lot of people go through that depression and situational depression is pretty much where um you know if like you lost a loved one or different situations that are like pretty traumatic put you through that, that is like a different type of depression you can have too. So um, that's just like a brief description on them. And a lot of them have the same or similar symptoms, which is like loss of interest or pleasure and like the pleasurable interest you had before you don't have um, fatigue, difficulty concentrating, Um, just different feelings. But personally, me, when I've experienced my different like episodes of depression, um, I just felt worthless, or I felt like a burden, I felt miserable, stuck, trapped, sad, overwhelmed, emotional, and so forth. (laughs) So um, yeah, yeah, Uh, it's hard. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to didn't mean to catch up no 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 well you can keep going (laughs) (laughs) I was just gonna say to tie into just those endings for me personally um what I was diagnosed with was postpartum depression postpartum anxiety and OCD but um I never went to like a therapist or got diagnosed 
prior to that. So what I feel like I've dealt with in my life, according to what I researched, I've had major depression, depressive psychosis, postpartum depression, seasonal depression, and situational depression. So there's my depressed ass for you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, it's, it's tough. And I feel like it's so taboo for people to talk about that they don't realize um, how many people do go through this. And then even when you look at statistics, you know, for a fact that there's going to be more because not everybody speaks up. Not everybody kind of like goes through, like talks to a therapist, like how you said, how you didn't until um, after the postpartum depression. I've never talked to a therapist or anything, um, but I'm not going to say just because of that, I'm not going to classify my experiences that I've had as not depressed because you can't be like, oh, well, I didn't get diagnosed, therefore I don't feel it. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like I can't be like, oh, I'm depressed, even though I've been like so depressed. (laughs) No, I I definitely. In my lifetime. I feel like that's the thing, though. Just because you're not diagnosed by it doesn't mean you don't have it. And like you said, so many people are not open to disclosing that information or maybe it's the fear of feeling like they're crazy or you know just different factors that play into that or maybe they don't have the accessibility to see a therapist you know Um, but I definitely think when you have these symptoms and you know that what you're experiencing correlate with what depression would be considered I think that you like you said you don't have to be diagnosed to know that you've had it you know One thing that I read in this book, I'm taking a gerontology class, which is basically just like study of older adult development. And they kind of touch base on depression a little bit. And um, they were saying that in order to be diagnosed, you have to experience depression for at least two weeks. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people like we're in kind of a tough world right now. And we experience a lot of unsavory things on a day to day basis. And things can make us sad because of that experience, but it won't keep us sad for long periods of time. So let's say like you lost your phone or something and then you were sad for like a couple of days, then you got a new one, then you're fine. Like that wouldn't be classified as depression um, just because you were sad for those two days. So that was one of the things that I thought was um, pretty interesting. And then kind of how you're mentioning with not having like the resources it mentioned that in the book as well, how um, people who are most susceptible or high risk for depression are um, people belonging to some type of group um, of a minority, because a lot of the time they don't have access to certain things. They don't have access to resources, and um, that can just make them more high risk for depression. And then kind of also touching base back on when we were saying some people might not always speak up. It's been proven that women have it more than men, but I think that's pretty debatable because women are just more, we're taught to be more open and more vocal about our emotions, whereas men are taught to kind of suppress those emotions. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't say that um, necessarily women suffer more, but they just might, they might have a higher statistic just because we say it, if that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I think, that goes along with when uh, bleh, that goes along with really um, any depression, like for instance postpartum depression. I mean, only 
a certain amount or a certain percentage is disclosed when you read about it. But there's people I've talked through after I started being very open about my experience. And so many moms I talked to were like, oh, yeah, you know, I felt that way, but I just never got help or I never did anything to really go seek the help, you know. Um, So I I think, like you said, it just really more so statistics as correct as they may seem. I'm sure that can't be accounted for every single person. So I'm sure there's way higher numbers than we even realize. And that's why I think it's, it's good, though, that people are definitely being more open about it. And I would say we've definitely improved in the sense of like being more open, but I still think there's such a stigma that needs to be fixed, you know? Another thing on top of feeling like it's a stigma or it needs to be a hush-hush, at the same time, it can give you a sense of lack of validity, I think, because when I'm feeling a certain way, I feel like, well, things like I don't deserve help or I don't actually have this so I don't want to like say anything or you just you try to debunk or devalue the way that you're feeling. I think that there's definitely a a stick attached and also this is the thing so a lot of people will say that there's um you know, that the younger generation, our generation, we're weak and we're entitled and we're this and we're that and blah, 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 blah. But um, I will have to say that I do believe there's generational trauma. So I'm not just, it's not to say that our older generation's lives weren't harder because yes, there was wars, there was famine, there was things that they had to deal with, like, especially if they were like immigrants and they had to migrate to this country and they had to have, you know, Um, start off in a way that they didn't have money or different things like that. And I get it, times were harder in a sense. But I do feel that a lot of the older generation was taught to just be quiet, to just deal with it and move forward. And I do believe that those issues pass on through the generations. So whatever issues you have, if you do not solve them, you will pass on to your child and so forth, you know. And that's I think. Yeah, it's so important to realize that just because maybe your grandma or your great grandma wasn't open about the depression they faced and maybe they were abusive or maybe they dealt with it through drinking and this and that, like just because someone wasn't open about it doesn't mean that that didn't happen to them, you know? Yeah, exactly. I agree with that 100%. Yeah, and I mean, there's even there's research that shows there's generational trauma and there's things like that. But I did read something and I thought it was really interesting and I agreed with it. Um, But it was also like, dang, that it just made me think a lot. And it was something along the lines of you are not responsible for the trauma that happened to you, but you are absolutely responsible for the healing you partake in. And I was like, wow, that, I don't know. Yeah. That was deep. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was super deep. <laughs> that just hit me in all the right places right now. I'm like, oh, shoot. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Maybe I should uh, take accountability. Because I noticed that um, it becomes habit to kind of use that as an excuse for the way that you act or the way that you feel. But you can't keep using that excuse at the end of the day. And I'm 100% guilty of that. Like, I've done that, um, you know, now that I'm a 26-year-old 
adult, I have trauma from childhood, and I feel like I press that a lot on my partner, Mark. Shout out to Mark. <laughs> hey, boo-boo. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Like, that kind of just hit me in a weird way where I'm like, yeah, like, I, I can't. Um, I how do I say it like I can't throw accountability on anyone else at this point in time in my life yeah but it but it's hard that's the thing why I think um, as we were saying before to each other that it's so easy to turn to a vice such as drinking or drugs or gambling or whatever these addictions look like because the truth is um, I mean, depression stems from so many different things, but of the research I've done throughout the years and everything, depression, a lot of the times and anxiety and different disorders you face, they stem from childhood trauma or um, just different things that could have happened throughout your life, um, things that could have been passed to you, just different things. Um, and a lot of these cases that you see, that is the case. A lot of times there was that childhood abuse or just, and it doesn't necessarily have to be just abuse, but there usually is a stem for the disorders that we face. But the thing with healing is it's not easy. It's like sometimes you have to stoop or it's like sink to the lowest of the low to raise up again, you know? Yeah. And that's a hard thing to do. So, and then um, to go to the depression, um, it is extremely hard when you're in a mental state that isn't considered to be stable and, um, as we've talked about through our depression and we've both helped each other, like for me, at least when I was in those depressive mindsets, I just felt like such a burden. And even though I wanted to reach out for help, a lot of the time I was like, I don't want to impose my problems on other people. And I don't want to, um, you know, go have them feel the way that I feel, you know. And the thing about depression is. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. Keep going, keep going. Um, the thing about depression is the symptoms that you have often dig the hole a little bit deeper. So if you're feeling down or like one of my biggest triggers is like feeling some type of loneliness. And um, so when I'm in that kind of state, I'll be like, well, now... I can't talk to anybody. I don't want to see people. I don't want to leave my house. I don't want to go out and do the things that are going to make me feel better. I don't want to exercise. I don't want to eat. All I want to do is like sleep and continue that cycle of getting worse and worse and worse. And then you start feeling like, well, I don't want to bug people. Um, How you say, I don't want to be a burden. I feel like that's one of the biggest feelings that a lot of people who suffer with, um, any type of like depression or even anxiety like they just feel like well I don't want to burden other people with my issues and all that really does is isolate you Mm -hmm. and make it all that much more worse Mm -hmm. and then you feel at the end of the day no one can help you when in reality girl we've helped each other out so many times (laughs) (laughs) and we always end up just laughing at the end and we're like you kind of snap out of it out of your own like you bully yourself in your mind to think that oh, they don't want to be there or they don't want to help you. Or um, when you talk to them about this stuff, it, you know, it makes them not want to be your friend anymore. And I'll say things like that to myself when in reality, it's not necessarily the case. I hope you're over here like, shut up. I don't want to be your friend no more. <laughs> oh, not even. No, I, 
I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think that we are our own worst enemy at times. And that's the thing, because there's been times where um, I'm going through the motions alone for a minute because, like, let's say, like, you know, I know I have Jesse or I know I have you or I know I have my mom, but it's almost as if you said, like, it's so isolating to where you want to reach out, but you can't. But also at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to be a burden. And I feel like Vanessa has a million things to do. But then when I finally do reach out, I'm like, why didn't I do that a long time ago? Because <laughs> I've been <laughs> suffering and she could have helped me. But I told myself she could have <laughs> helped me, but she really could. So it's like depression. It's just like you're basically feeding yourself all these lies unintentionally, of course, because I mean, obviously no one wants to be depressed, but I think that's the thing. And then when you have anxiety up in the mix, it's like, fuck, <laughs> there's no escape it's like you're in your own mental hell literally just this mental um just depression and it's just it's really ugly and I think that you know a lot of people um I've heard in the past which it kind of irritates me but I've heard a lot of people say like depression isn't a real thing and I almost want to slap people or even when people say um people who I mean, this is going pretty deep, but I've heard people say people who kill themselves are coward. And I think that's just so insensitive. And I also think that's absurd because to actually get to that level, you had to have a lot of courage to do that shit because <laughs> that is, yeah. that is uh, that's not, not for any or by any means that I don't think that that would be like your what's the a coward to me it's just a person that has gone through so much mental anguish and so much suffering that they felt they had no other option and I think that's just so sad and that's why I think it's so important to bring awareness to know that it's okay not to be okay and there are resources to reach out for if you do reach those suicidal thoughts or if you reach those lowest of the lows there are people that you can reach out to. And I think we need to spread that message. It's like a duty, especially when you've been depressed and you've made it through that. I think it's like our our deep duty, our deep destiny. Yeah, our deep duty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm such a child. But um, <laughs> on that note, though, I wanted to say something. Um, how I understand it's a lot of mental, how you, the word you use, mental anguish, um, it's shocking to me how people can still discredit it as mm-hmm. real because um, a lot of the time it'll create physical problems. Like people don't realize how, um, what's the word I'm looking for? How strong our minds really are, you know? And a lot of the time, like how we were going over the symptoms, a lot of that is physical how people will have like insomnia or fatigue or they'll lose or gain an appetite. Um, They get headaches. They have a hard time breathing. Like they're going through all these physical changes that's not normal. And it's due to what's going on mentally. And then people still want to turn around and be like, oh, well, it's not real or, oh, we can't see it. Therefore, it doesn't make sense or we can't understand it. And it's like you're literally going through physical changes. And a lot of the time, not only can depression stem from pre-existing, um, like, physical conditions, but it can create other, you know, physical conditions. So, um, like, for me, I have a lot of stomach problems, and then I've been told that I'm, like, high risk for, like, ulcers and stuff like that because of my depression and my anxiety causing my stomach issues. So, it's like now I'm more likely to 
get that kind of condition. You know what I mean? A physical condition. Um, so I don't know. That just blows my mind that people I'm like getting all heated. Like it blows my mind that people don't believe that it's there just yeah. because they can't see it. Or like, or maybe or maybe also they haven't experienced it. But then that just goes along to show ignorance because of the fact that you haven't experienced anything you're willing to knock someone who has and that's not okay because then I think you're just being a bully at that point because you're like oh well I've never experienced it so damn that's not real it's like okay a lot of us haven't experienced certain things but that doesn't mean that it's not real and depression is certainly real anxiety is certainly real and I mean I know I'm talking about those two a lot but that's just because those are the two things I've gone through but disorders and mental health is so important and I think it's important to validate that people are going through this stuff and it's real you know it's real and it's happening and I think people just need to be a little more sensitive when it comes to that instead of like go rub some dirt in it you're gonna be fine it's like okay (laughs) let me just rub some dirt in it real quick (laughs) (laughs) or they say no don't be sad oh wow I didn't even think of that let me just switch that up real quick let me like, just go switch on the happy switch let me just go be so overjoyous right now um, I'll, I'll try not to knock that down because I understand people who don't understand that they're just trying to help but at the same time like that's just so it's like telling a girl when she's angry to calm down like oh. that only makes it worse don't do that please yeah and and then I get it. I get where people, you know, who really just completely care for you and your well-being and they're just trying to be like, well, just don't stress about it. I get that. I get it's coming from a good place. But for anxiety, for example, you know, a lot of people because I have anxiety, mad, mad, mad anxiety with Zelda. And that's something that just has stayed that that has tremendously stayed like the postpartum depression, you know, that faded and it kind of has its motions where on the anniversary of that time it'll come back and fade but the anxiety's always been there so a lot of times that's why when I do express myself about my anxieties to other people um, a lot of times it's like oh don't even stress about that don't even put that into the air but it's not that simple you know like I think that's what people don't understand is the mind is so complex and because it's such a complexity it's so hard to grasp that. So a lot of times when people are like, oh, don't worry about that. It's like, do you think I want to worry about this stuff? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, as so as Ness and I um, touch basis, um, there's so much that goes in through uh, into depression and anxiety. And uh, like, we're just touching basis, you know. But um, just to put out there, like if any of you, I don't know if you want to share your stories about some of the things you've gone through and some of the things that you did to overcome that, feel free to email us or follow us on the Pod on our Instagram <laughs> and you can go ahead and DM us there, you know? And I mean, I feel like um, we didn't go super, super, super deep as far as like, you know, our experiences, but I think both Ness and I, I can't talk completely for her, but we both are definitely experienced with depression and different things. And I think that, you know, we have some wisdom under our belt. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit, just a little bit. Uh, but yeah, but I think uh, that's the thing that's very critical and very important in depression and anxiety is one, um, I think that you have to reach out 
you have to almost force yourself to reach out. And regardless if that's a therapist or your significant other or your bestest friend, your parent, anybody, I think it's so important to reach out because it's one of those things to where you might think you're in it alone. You just have to find the hope, even if it's not okay today, it's not okay tomorrow, and it's not okay a week from now. You have to just force yourself to believe that it will be okay one day. And when you start believing that and truly believing that, even if you have to force yourself at first, it really will be okay. And that's the thing I think we need to realize that sometimes it's hard to face these emotions head on, but I think it's more beneficial to face them than to run away from them, you know, because sometimes they'll just come back into your life again, you know? Yeah. And um, overall, though, that's where the self-care part, I think, comes in. Um, But before we get to the self-care, is there anything else you wanted to touch on the depression, Max? Um, I kind of wanted to touch base just a little bit on, like, causes, theories. Um, I only have two, which is the, once again, I got this out of the book um, that I'm currently reading. And they were saying that um, two causes could be a biological cause. So that just means that you have a predisposition, like kind of in how you were saying, like it's kind of brought down like from your parents. Like if your parents have something that they haven't dealt with, then it kind of like just gets brought down to you. Um, I hope I said that properly. And then there's also like changes in your brain and like your neurotransmitters. So that's when like you'll... I don't know if you hear this a lot, but people say like they have really low um, serotonin levels, like the the happy hormone. And so then that would also be considered um, biological because it's happening in your brain without any like physical cause or like outside of your body cause, I mean, because <laughs> that is physical. Um, <laughs> and then the other one, which I personally... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? I can't. Apparently, I need a dictionary. I can't think of any words today. <laughs> but <laughs> the one that I like personally connected to was the cognitive behavioral theory, which is basically how um, a person interprets an uncontrollable situation. So I have a lot of my depression um, based on things that I can't necessarily control. There's nothing that I can do to change anything. And then that'll make me depressed, which it's kind of just like a downhill spot because there's nothing you can do to fix it. So you just feel stuck and then you feel like you can't get out of that. But it takes a lot of like willpower. And I know there's a bunch of other causes. Those are just like um, basic general, you know, barely the tip of the iceberg type reasons. Um, But yeah, that's all I can think of right now. Yeah, I think that's, that's super important. And that's the thing too. Like I, I definitely would want to go deeper into some of those things. Like for instance, postpartum depression, but that on its own is its own podcast. You know. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think that it is important um, to reach out as soon as you can, you know, if you are feeling suicidal, um, there are hotlines, there are resources. And like I said, you can always reach out on the email uh, that we have, which is the rawspiel.pod at gmail.com or our Insta. And honestly, um, we can try to, you know, give you the best advice we can, like by 
all means uh, we're not professionals but um, we do have the experience and I think that you know just knowing that you can get through it is so important and that's why I think um, it's super important to incorporate self-care into your daily life even if that's a small action and for me when I went to therapy um, after having my daughter because of my postpartum depression and anxiety I remember one of the therapists um, when I was talking to her I told her you know I just felt so guilty because I was working uh, and going back to work I told her that I felt guilty using any of that time for myself because it was taken away from my daughter and she told me because she was a mom as well and she just told me that you cannot fill the cup of others if you don't have yours full and I just thought like that's crazy because a lot of times as moms or just as people you know we want to put other people first and then we forget about ourselves and we kind of put ourselves on the back burner you know yeah I feel like that's a also a learned trait to have for women it's seen it's deemed as like uh, valuable or just like if you're a girl then you should be this way and I feel like a lot of women without realizing it will adopt that type of personality where they put themselves on the back burner for other people and then it it doesn't help that you know people like that so then you get that praise for being that way so then you continue to be that way and then before you know it you're an adult and you have nothing left for yourself because you've given it all away and then at that point, you're not really useful for people. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm getting all like, this is just my personal. I'm trying to like, just be happy and chill. But yeah, it's so- it's hard with with a, a topic of depression. Yeah, no, for sure. And um, that's why I think it's just so important. Like I said, to add that self care. So for me, these are just some of the things I do and I'll touch bases since the one that like really, really helps me. Um, but my actions of self care would be meditation, massages, getting my nails done, hair, doing my own makeup and just going into different hobbies. And on a daily basis, I mean, that could look like anything for me as far as like, if that's doing a meditation or even if that's, you know, doing anything that is in regards to that going shopping, of course, that's a big one. (laughs) (laughs) Going to Target, you know, just little things um, that I try to incorporate daily and um, for me, the biggest one, though, is meditation, because after my postpartum, postpartum depression, uh, meditation was a huge, huge aid in helping me get through that. And um, it's just so beneficial. And like I mentioned in the first one, um, there's so many apps and so many ways to get that access to meditation. You could even go on YouTube. It's not like you have to download an app and you can even do two minute meditations, a minute meditation. Like it's not like you have to take an hour out of your day, you know, and I think that alone, taking that moment to just really breathe, reset and focus on the present, it really guides you back because what I heard is depression is when you're focused on your past. Anxiety is when you're focused on your future and what you want to be is in the present. So when you're able to incorporate being present and practicing mindfulness, you're really just focused on the now. So you're not caught up in the past or the future. So that's why I really recommend meditation. That is just it's and it's even proven. It is like research. I remember I was reading this book and I don't remember the exact name. I'll have to get the name, but basically it was saying that if you meditate, I think it was like 
10 minutes a day for several years, your mind will actually chemically like change. Like your brain literally rewires to be more positive, which is insane, you know? Dang, um, our minds are so freaking powerful. It's crazy. It's insane. But but yeah, what uh, what are um, some things you do for self-care, Ness? Um, you touch base on my main thing, which is, <laughs> it's a form of therapy that just includes shopping. <laughs> so I'll do that. But, you know, um, I don't know. I, I get kind of like touching on anxiety. I get really bad anxiety with spending money, which makes no sense. So <laughs> I'll like try and buy things, but I'm like super thrifty or I'll craft. Um, I can craft all day long. <laughs> And that usually will kind of get me in a different mindset to where I can't even focus on anything else. I can't focus on sadness. And then one thing that I notice, I'm trying to stop doing this, though. Um, whenever I start to feel down in any type of way and it's just consistent, I'll sleep a lot. And even though I feel like it's an escape that how we were talking about addictions, it's it's my escape, but it's not necessarily healthy. Um, I don't, but I don't think it's necessarily bad either in the sense that when you sleep, you're literally like um, resetting your body and our body needs sleep. So even though it might seem like I'm sleeping, it's almost as if it's like a healthy escape. <laughs> Girl, I sleep my life away and I feel like that. <laughs> I've been told so many times throughout my life, like I need to stop sleeping. And I've been like that since forever like I was also just a really like sad kid and all I ever wanted to do was sleep and I can sleep anywhere and now that I'm an adult whenever I'm getting down like I don't really take naps very often but if I start napping regularly I'm like okay hold on let me figure out what's going on is there something I'm going through that I'm not like registering correctly like is there something that I'm really sad about that I'm not realizing because suddenly I'll get really fatigued for absolutely no good reason And then a lot of the time, it'll just be dumb stuff that, like, I wasn't being mindful about. So I try to, like, fix that and then go on about my life, go on about my day. And having Priya, honestly, I I feel like I'm going to mention her in every freaking podcast. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Lately, her name's Priya Puff, but for some reason, I've been calling her Priyana Pufina. (laughs) And Mark (laughs) hates it with a passion. But I always be like, Priyana Pufina. (laughs) But anyways, so having her around, like, I've literally been brought to tears just with joy for having her because she gives me so much purpose. She gets me past all of those things that I'm dealing with. And she helps me with my feeling lonely because if I'm home by myself and I'm already feeling like I can't reach out to anybody, she'll come run into me. She'll sit on my lap. She'll want to play. She'll interact with me. She'll force it out of me. So yeah, that's those are my things. Um, I should meditate, but for some reason, I can't like put that on my list. I feel like there's so many things I want to do that I just don't, and I'm like, why? Well, and that's the thing. It's hard because, um, like, another thing that I know helps people um, is working out. Some people that is their escape, that is their go-to. And even me, when I work out, I'm like, oh dang, I feel good. You're getting those endorphins going. You just feel good. Like you feel good about yourself. But then I'm like, okay, like, I know this makes me feel good. Why don't I do it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> And I think that's just how we are, you know, but I think that at the same time, we just got to really stick to what we know we can do and what works for us and what we have the energy to do. Um, but going back to what you said, 
I think that that's awesome that, you know, Priya is like that thing for you. And for me, that's Zelda, you know, because that's the thing after I had my postpartum depression, um, you know, it was like one of the worst depressive times that I've had, but she was my reason to get through it. It was like, well, I need to be strong for her. I need to get better for her, for myself. And I need to show her that it's okay not to be okay, but I'm going to get through this, you know? So I think mm-hmm. having that reason, whatever that may look like is so important. And I'm not saying to like base your happiness on someone, but when they give you that motivation run with it you know like if that's your daughter if that's your animal if that's whoever that may look like just run with that and be that motivation and then that gives you motivation and then before you know it you're like hey I'm doing good fuck you depression (laughs) and then it's just lurking around but you're like "Uh uh-uh not today Satan (laughs) heck yeah love that motivation at the end (laughs) I had to throw it in there you know because that's the thing I feel like, um, you know, our, our mind, uh, if we're just not there and there's just thing after thing, it's like waiting to attack us. And that's why I think it's important to know your triggers, especially if you've gone through it before. If you know, you're just like you said, when you notice you're heading in that consistency of sadness, but it's not maybe depression, but you know, it could go into there. That's when I think it's important. Okay, let me let me reach out right now or let me go do this really quick. And how you were saying when you're crafting, um, there's been times where I craft and that's always been one of my therapies. But there's been times where I'm crafting and I'm still having that anxiety or depression. But because I'm being productive and I'm doing something, I feel really good. You know? Yeah, it like it lightens the load a little bit. It doesn't completely make it disappear, but it lightens it for sure. Heck yeah. All right, guys, so um, that was the self-care portion. And overall, just remember to really take care of yourselves and to really put yourselves as a priority, you know? Yeah, I agree with that. A lot of people, you know, don't necessarily, they'll they'll put themselves at the bottom of the list. Put yourself at the top. You deserve it. <laughs> you number one. Be your own. Sorry. <laughs> You and I both just started getting hyped. (laughs) But yeah, I think um, it's just crucial, especially to avoid some of those triggers. And, you know, and then I also want to put out a point out there um, that I think it's important for anyone who may be dealing with someone who has depression. So let's say you're a parent or you're just a significant other or whoever that may be and the person you're um, having in your life is going through that, I wouldn't say to ever blame yourself or that person because I know there's many times where, like, let's say a certain circumstance, um, it's kind of deep and dark, but, like, let's say uh, someone goes, you know, like it's a parent and the child, you know, committed suicide or whatever that may look like, and the parent blames themselves, you know, and I think it's important to remember that, you know, a parent or a person can do everything for this person, but if the person's going through stuff, they're in their own mental health, you know, so I think it's important to not place blame on any one person and to also be understanding. And it just goes to show that anybody and literally anybody can be attacked by depression because look, there's a bunch of celebrities, a bunch of people who have all the money in the world. And it just goes to show that just because you have all the money in the world or you could have everything someone could dream of having, if you're going through your own mental health issues, 
that's just how it is, you know, like it's, I think, you know, as I told a little bit about yesterday, um, regarding the situational depression, uh, that would obviously be like where someone's going through stuff. But I think a lot of the time when people are going through stuff, it necessarily doesn't depend on their situation. You know, I guess it just depends on the type of depression you're going through. But my point is you don't necessarily have to have all the money in the world or anything to be depressed or you can have all the money in the world and you could still be depressed you know yeah exactly and then I'm kind of tying back to what we said earlier about how people blame themselves for not like realizing before or not knowing what to do sometimes but at the end of the day it's a choice that only that one individual can make so don't blame yourself because it's not really anyone's fault like Jasmine said um, they're in their own mental hell and that could be so hard to deal with especially if you don't know how to handle it or you don't know what you're going through Um, that's kind of why we wanted to talk about this subject because some people might not even realize that what they're going through is real what they're going through is valid definitely but um, uh, I just want to say that if you are suffering if you're going through the motions just know that you most definitely are not alone and just remember, you're a rock star and a superstar, and you're beautiful, and you will get through this. You just have to find the fight within, and everything will surely be okay. Just remember that. Do you mind if I share a couple of those quotes that I sent you the other day? Girl, go for it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> there was this one. So I have this app. It's called Motivation. And you get to choose what you want and how often you want them to send things to you. So... Um, I have it on my homepage, and then I have notifications set up. So every morning when I wake up at 7 a.m., that is when I get my first notification, and they kind of just, like, give me a quote um, all throughout the day. It's really nice. So if you want to have that, you know, just a little uplifting thing, I definitely recommend it. Um, I've only had it for a little bit, and I freaking love it. So the one I got this morning, which totally surprised me with our topic today, it says... Healing doesn't mean the damage never existed. It means the damage no longer controls our lives. And that's something that I kind of struggle with with my depression is I kind of hold on to a lot of things in the past and uh, feel like I'm not allowed to heal if I still am dealing with that or if I'm still struggling with that. But just because I'm healing doesn't necessarily mean that I need to act like it never happened. It doesn't mean that I need to like forget about it and throw it in the back of the room and lock it up and never talk about it ever again because uh, it happened and there's nothing I could do to change that but healing is it's not a beautiful process by any means Mm. but you know at the end I think I think it just makes you that much stronger um a couple more I'm just gonna (laughs) so one more says um One of the happiest moments in life is when you find the courage to let go of what you cannot change. Um, I feel like that definitely ties back to what we were talking about earlier with depression um, and how one of the causes is the cognitive behavioral theory, which is basically the way you react to uncontrollable situations, um, which is the one that I resonate with the most. So this quote definitely hit me in the right spot that day. And I'm just, I don't know, once again, it's called motivation. <laughs> get the app. You too, Jasmine, get the app. It's great. I wonder if you can, um, you know, send that like every minute of the day. <laughs> just kidding. You can have it to all hours of the day. You can have it to only like a certain part of the day. Like, let's say 
you know, you tend to have anxiety um, or panic attacks or you go through like uh, a depressive state in a certain time of day, like let's say at nighttime or let's say from noon to two, which is when people usually go through their like slump or their lull of the day, then you can have it set to be there and then you can set how many you want to be given to you. So they'll basically just like divide it up. And we ain't sponsored, by the way. <laughs> well, let me put that out there real quick. So what was the app again called, Ness? It's called Motivation. When you have, even if it's that small piece of motivation or positivity throughout your day, it really can make a difference, you know? And then um, I think that also just gives you that moment of mindfulness and that moment of gratitude to really hold on to, like, and you can really take those words and resonate with them, you know? Yeah, I struggle with reminding myself, like, throughout the day, if I look at myself in the mirror in the morning, I'm not a weirdo, and I'll be, like, telling myself, okay, whenever you're feeling this way, remind yourself that you're loved, remind yourself that you're valid, and you're valued, and your value doesn't rely on this, it doesn't rely on your beauty, it doesn't rely on your double chin, and (laughs) Then I go throughout the day and then I beat myself up and I cannot remember to tell myself those things. So when I get a notification and I see that and it's like it's it it does what I'm lacking. It does what I can't remember to do. And it grounds me for a moment and it takes me back to like where I want to be. It pulls me away from that negativity, which I know is a downhill spiral for a lot of people, um, especially myself. But yeah. I, under- I swear this is not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I just think that just makes it to where we need to be sponsored because we're already sponsoring these people without being sponsored. <laughs> so they need to just get with it. <laughs> Even though they don't know we exist yet. <laughs> I know. Man. Uh, but I did actually, um, since the first one, we didn't do it. How I said we're going to be doing a joke, quote, riddle, La 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 la. I wanted to leave us off with a riddle. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> okay. I, you can answer in this, or I don't know if you want to think about it, but okay. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, I am black when I'm clean, and I am white when I'm dirty. What am I? I'm trying to think. <laughs> I could hear you thinking. <laughs> You can hear these gears a turning. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Cause, oh, maybe like this sounds so dumb, but since I'm sitting in the car and I'm staring at the street, I'm thinking asphalt because asphalt is black. But then as it gets like dirty, it turns like grayish white. It's a chalkboard. <laughs> oh my freaking god! <laughs> I feel so dumb. Oh, the asphalt. <laughs> oh, man. I just Dang, that was a good one. That's a good one, right? Like, it's so simple. And I don't know. I just thought it was pretty, like, dang. Like, that's so simple. But yet, like, wow, that's a good one, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I'm looking forward to the next one now. I'm all... <laughs> have a new addiction <laughs> riddles um but yeah so you guys that was podcast number two whoop, whoop. <laughs> Get it oh ready. yeah we gotta be spooky it's october yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then um just to put this out there um vanessa and i 
are definitely in the progress or process progress process of um, getting better equipment and making sure we give you the best sound possible so bear with us if there's any sound issues um, we know we have some things to resolve and we're just working on making everything ever so perfect for you beautiful fans of ours (laughs) yes um, we're doing our best and we have a lot of big plans wink wink (laughs) big big plans for y'all so just bear with us for now Um, as we mentioned before you know Jasmine's a hard work- working mama, and I'm just a full time student with a cat. So, I mean, we're not like rolling in the dough right now to where we can get like $100 microphones and all kinds of stuff. So, just bear what? with us because you guys deserve $100 microphones. You know what I mean? We're, we're poor. Trying to get so- you- huh? I was saying we're poor, so if you'd like to donate, <laughs> and I'm, I'm all, we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> Yes, we're poor. I'm giving you guys the Puss in Boots eyes. We're poor. Help us, please. Can I have some more, sir? Oh, man. Oh, yeah, man. I'm, I'm starting to sweat up in this car right now because, you know, I don't have a studio. Oh, oh, and it's been a 100-degree day, so. It's been wild. So, yeah. And then another thing is, too, um, as Ness mentioned, you know, with our busy schedules, um, we have recorded these ahead of time. We're just trying to make sure that we can give you guys weekly episodes. So we're definitely staying on task. We're working hard. We're working out those episodes. So stay tuned. And don't forget to follow us at therawspiel.pod. All righty. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs> And das ist der Raspiel.